Hi, everyone. I'm Simone Canego. And I'm Olivia Canego. And welcome to this week's episode of the Daughter Dearest podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about change. Change is really hard. Yes, but, it is. Yeah, it's really hard, but it's important for growth. And I mean, it happens to us every day. It doesn't matter if we want it or not, it's going to happen. So we thought we'd talk about some change that we've dealt with in the past, things that we're going to be dealing with shortly, and, you know, just go from there. Yeah. You okay over there? You, you, you made it home okay? She was she was yes. going for a walk in the park, and she literally walked in the minute we turned on the video, so. Happened to you before, too, but I was prepped <laughs> today. I don't have my camera on because my computer did not charge while it was away, so oh. I've been mid-studying for finals and wanted to take a break. I can understand that. I mean, I don't remember studying for finals. That was a really long time ago, but I can understand that. Oh, I was going to be like, so you didn't study for your finals? I did. I was a very good student. What are you trying to say? I really find that hard to believe. That I was a good student? Yeah. I feel, I feel, oh, that's really hurtful. Oh, my How goodness. That hurtful? I'm not a good student. I was I like. I well in school. I, but do I think you studied all the time? No, because I'm your byproduct. Therefore, I studied enough to do well in school. Let's say that. Same. And maybe that's why I didn't go to medical school. So um, because I failed organic chemistry. So, you know, didn't. Yeah, didn't. But it's not like dad studied either. Yeah, but dad doesn't need to study. Like well, he's you know just. I'm also in the mindset that I don't need to study. <laughs> <laughs> it works for some people. It doesn't for others. For him, he literally has a photographic memory. Well, He'll like he need something. He so much in college too. I doubt it. Well. He would read a lot. We're getting so sidetracked here, but he okay, would fine, read fine, a lot. Sorry. You know, he would read a lot. And when he reads something, it's in there. It's like unbelievable the things that he will remember that he read one time. Okay. So talking about change, what do you have coming up? And then we'll go back in time. Um, I am starting my job soon. So that's stressful? Yeah, but not as stressful as finding a job was. Yeah. That's like, it's almost like the... I think it's like the college process, searching for a college, like doing all the applications is like so stressful and going to college is stressful as well. But I think the process yeah, of stressful. getting there is, yeah, because everybody's in the same boat when you go off to college, right? There mm -hmm. very few people are bringing their friends with them. Like you're all yeah. starting kind of, you know, anew and, but yeah, I mean, so, I mean, this, this job, I mean, it's, uh, it's an internship, so. I mean, yeah, and it's also for me, it's not like I'm really starting fresh. That's why I guess I'm not that stressed. Um, I'm a little stressed that I won't be able to, like, keep up with what's happening. But I think that's, like, more of, like, I don't believe in myself. Um, imposter syndrome vibes. Like, I know I'm capable and I know I got the job for a reason. And my friends and I have been talking about this, that the, the change part isn't the scary part. It's thinking that, like, well, maybe I just lied in my interview or maybe they just think I'm that smart. I think we'll, we're going to have to do a whole episode on imposter syndrome too, because that is like so key to everything. And, and maybe it can just be part of this episode, really talking about how, you know, change in itself, like going from being at school and then being in a job situation, having to dress professionally. And then not that you don't dress nice, you do. I mean, you are, a, have a, are working on a fashion minor, but you know, it's a different, it's a different yeah. vibe that you have to give when you're going into a work setting like that. And 
I mean, you're fortunate because you are staying in your same apartment with yeah. your same roommates. It's not like you have to move to a new city to do this internship. So it's just a part of getting used to a new routine. Yeah, I mean, I haven't had a routine this last like week and a half, essentially, because when finals start, there's no class and I've only had two finals or my second one is tomorrow. My yet like my first one was yesterday. So that kind of sucked. Like routine is something that I definitely need to um, just like thrive in my life, because if I don't have a reason to be doing something, I'm not going to be doing it. Yeah, I need it scheduled. I need it on my calendar. If it's not on my calendar, it doesn't happen. It's a, same thing. Routine is really, really important for me. But I think like you starting this new internship, I think it's going to be such a great experience. I mean, you first of all, you get to meet new people. Yeah, and I love meeting new people. I honestly do. I don't know. I love fresh perspectives and I love hearing and sharing stories. Yeah, I think you got that from me. Ha ha ha. Fair enough. Yeah. But like there's no limit on the number of people that I can be friends with. So Yeah, you know there's I mean? no there's no limit on the number of people you can love and that no can age love you. In life that you can stop making friends at. It's not like once you reach 25 you can't make any more new friends it's just not how it works no i made so many new friends in my 40s and yeah. they're actually some of my closest friends i mean that was a big change for me is changing that mindset of i already have enough friends well yeah. you can never have enough friends and you can have never have also even if they're not your close friends but people when you go to an event that you can hang out with or meet yeah. somebody else through like there's so much you can do with that yeah i completely agree but I don't know, change, it's, it's hard. Even just like changing tasks and um, like routine, like um, what is the word they use? Moving forward from one task to another? What do you mean? Like in yeah, like, preschool? And they, they use it in like, well, they use it a lot at Aquila last summer. Right. Transitioning. Transitioning. Yeah, it is. It is really hard. I mean, I remember back from, well, all of you guys, but especially Noah, like transitions were the hardest thing for him when he was like set into what he was doing. And then you had to move on to the next task. It was like the end of the world and literally yeah. the end of the world, like crying, screaming. So for that kind of change, we had to do constant reminders and set alarms that, okay, when the alarm goes off, you have three minutes. When the next thing goes off, you have one minute. Mm -hmm. And then once that's done, you got to move forward. Like you got to accept that change. Easier said than done. Um, yeah. But that kind of stuff actually worked. It was, it was really, really, really hard for a really long time with him. And even with you guys, like you like what you like, right? If you're in the pool and we're like, okay, it's time to get out. Nobody wants to get out. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, if you're enjoying something, you don't want to stop. No. Same thing when it's dinner time. It's like, okay, not that I'm a great cook, but I just cooked some food, right? And yeah. it's edible. And so when you call people down, why does it take 15 minutes? It shouldn't should be I that like, hard to transition. Should I have defended you there and said you are a good cook? No, because I know I'm not that good oh, of a cook. I, I didn't guess... know if like, you wanted like me to be like, no, you're a great cook. No, I know. Really I know, bad I know who I am. Meetings, and I think I get that from you because you're so straightforward <laughs> and stuff that I could never even think like some things are like hidden meaning. 
That's really funny. Yeah, no, I mean, I say I how it is. I struggled with that a lot in college because my friends, my closest friends back at home did not do games like that. And yeah. if like, they were mad at me, they would tell me. And if we had like issues, like which we rarely did, we would talk about it. But here sometimes I just like don't even get how things can have double meanings. So I, which like, I don't know, the way I'm explaining it makes me sound like I have some like social defect. <laughs> but I just, I just like, um, like, I remember like one time some girl got really offended that I referred to her as my friend's roommate than as my friend, but that's what she was to me, just my friend's roommate. And I didn't understand how that was like offensive and I still don't get it. So. Well, she wants to be your friend too. I mean, simple as that. Addressing everyone's role in the friend group and how I know them. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that shouldn't be offensive, but yeah, yeah, that's, that's one thing about our family is that we pretty much say it how it is and you know if if, (laughs) for example (laughs) your sister Millie um she loves to sing she loves to sing and she's like and she's like she's a Swifty she loves Taylor Swift and she was like you know if I could be anything I would be a singer do do you think if I practiced enough I could do it I'm like no (laughs) I'm sorry no (laughs) I think about Millie stop singing you're so bad literally I mean I can't like say that all the time. Like I just got, I have to let her do it, but it's like, no, there's not a profession for you in that, but you know, just keep listening to music. That's good for you. Okay. Back to our, back to our change. So think about like just the transition from every transition that we do preschool to kindergarten, right? And all of a sudden you have these new responsibilities and you got to carry your lunchbox and you got to meet new friends. And, and then you go off to elementary school and then you uh, go middle school and high school, like all of those things, they're huge changes that we go through and everybody goes through them, right? It's not just one person. Um, But I think a big factor is how we react how we respond to the change that's happening within us and around us yeah um but i don't know like a lot of the times like is there a right way to react to change i mean is there a right way to react to anything no yes, no i i don't th- i mean wow okay there are wrong you... maybe okay maybe there are wrong ways to react to things but there's no right way to do something. Yeah. I mean, if you go batshit crazy about something like really minor, it's probably not a good choice, probably not the right way to react. But you know, everybody in their moment. Today, I was really angry. I'll have to tell you. I went to Target. My stupid like Target, ugh, my Target card wouldn't work. Okay. Oh, no. Ugh. And it, it told me that I have to, um, I forget what it said I had to do. I had to click on something and it was going to send me an email so that I could verify, oh, I had to verify my Target card. Well, the email doesn't come through and doesn't come through. And of course, there's people waiting behind me. So I'm like, fine, I'll just pay with my Amex, whatever. And I'm losing my 5%. And that just like made me angry. (laughs) And I'm like, so like, if I get that code, can I come back and redo it? She goes, we would have to return every item and redo it. And like, it just like set me off or like put me in a bad mood where, so I went and I'm like throwing the stuff in the back of the car. And I'm like, why am I getting upset over $7? But I'm like, $7 is a Starbucks. <laughs> That's oh why I'm getting upset. Um, yeah, I actually have worked really, really hard on like controlling my anger. Because um, I was a very angry child. And still now, mm-hmm. I like, have these moments where I like feel it. And I'm like, I, I feel like I keep a lot of things to myself now. 
and I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just like a lot of the things I said before and did before are things that I should have kept to myself. So now instead of like saying them immediately, I can like retroactively be like, that was a good thing. You didn't do that. Or like think before the think before you speak. Yeah. The thing before I speak, the thing before I act like, yeah, you might be feeling that emotion in the moment, but mm, the way you acted should not have happened. So I think that's like something um, I've gotten better about. I think I think through a lot of things now that I did not necessarily think through before. And maybe that's because I've changed and grown as a human being, but it's hard for me to even like see my growth as a change, like human being. So, but when you hold things in, do you feel like it's like making you more angry or it just, it gives you time to ponder the situation? It gives me time to ponder so I can um, formulate an appropriate action. Mm. If an action needs to be done. Okay. So that's a good thing. Cause yeah, you were like miss, whatever you, I mean, and you still will say what you think, which I think is actually a really good thing. Um, But I think that, yeah, you would have just like threw a fit over everything. Yeah. I mean, mean, like, yeah, like I own up to that now. I was like a really angry child. Like I had a lot of emotional issues, but that maybe is a thing of growth. Like I don't remember the last, like, well, I do remember, but that was like once out of like the three years I've been at college, like I had one emotional outbreak. Yeah. So pretty good for me. I think that thing, that part is really hard to go from, I mean, all these changes when you're going through your childhood and becoming a teenager, I mean, those changes are really hard because, and what I've noticed with most of our kids not Ari. Ari is really the only one that has kept the same friend group since the time he was in second grade until he's graduating next week from high school. He's kept the same friend group. And every other kid, including you, really has had a change. Sometimes it was elementary to middle and sometimes it was middle to high school where all of a sudden you realize that those people don't align with you. They're not they don't have, and not the same thought process, but they don't have the same, they don't like the same stuff. They're not into the same things as you. And a lot of times you change so much over those time periods that you do create, you kind of get a whole new friend group during that time, which good or bad, I don't know. I mean, I think for Ari, this is going to be hard when he goes off to college because he has been friends with the same kids for so long that I think he's going to feel a bit lost without them yeah. where you guys have gone through these transitions a few times already where you've like, okay, this person who you hung out with all the time, you're not hanging out with anymore and you found new people to hang out with and I'm sure he'll be fine, but it's, you know, it's a, it's a big transition. Yeah. Yeah. That is like, I have a lot of thoughts on that and I think a lot of them are biased. Um, because the kids that I necessarily didn't get along with in school, um, they were the people that like had the same friend group pretty much all of their lives. And I saw a lot of them, not a lot, two out of the people I'm thinking about, which is kind of a lot considering I only graduated with like 75 kids. Um, they had to go back to their, or they aren't succeeding in college, or they had to go back to um, the state school because they couldn't um, like catch up socially. Because personally, I believe one of the reasons college transfers happen so often, or like when they do happen, it's because of the social aspect. Mm-hmm. Like, foreign education is fine. Like, it's a good business school. It's fine, though. It's not like I'm going, like, I'm continuing going to Fordham every single day 
because, oh my God, this is like, I really, like I value my education, but like, let's be real. Okay. I don't think a lot of people are transferring because of the quality of education. I think they're transferring because of the quality of their life. And yeah, Mm -hmm. that may be impacted by the amount of work, but that could also be just impacted by your social life. I think that's a huge part because your life isn't just your academics. It's a huge, maybe even the bigger piece of your life is the social part of your life, the people that you hang out with, because that kind of really molds you into who you are for the future. Yeah. The people that you're surrounded by, because they either can elevate you or they can tear you down. And you can see a lot of times that people really struggle with who they're surrounded by. And instead of they, they decide to make that change and, and go to a different school so that they don't have to deal with it. And not saying that's good or bad. Sometimes you just have to pull yourself out of the situation. It oh, really depends. I agree. Sometimes it's just like, it's not the right place for you. And like, I think that mindset is totally valid, especially in college. I don't know. I'm obviously not in the workforce yet. So I don't know if that's necessarily something that can be applied to like the corporate worlds. Because to me in my head right now, a job is just a job. It's just a means of making money. Um, and so like, obviously that's probably going to change once I do all of that, but yeah, college, I think that's a change that can be make or break. Yeah. For me, I would say that my first year, it was a make or break. I went off to Auburn my first year of school and I had three roommates First of all, the dorm I lived in, oh my God, it was so roach infested. It was disgusting. Not that I didn't, not that I didn't like Auburn itself. Like it was a, it was an interesting school. I liked my classes, but the people I was surrounded by, um, by the end of my first year and I had decided to transfer back to university of Florida, two of the girls were engaged and one was pregnant. And that's and fine. It's just not your it's vibe. Fine. It's fine. It wasn't my vibe. I was like, the two girls that were engaged, they said from the beginning, they're here to get their misses. That was their goal. Yeah. And that's fine. But that wasn't my goal. Like, my goal was completely different. Like, I was there for the education. And if you're asking, okay, why did you choose Auburn? Well, I actually left high school a year early. I skipped yeah. my senior year. And I went early admission. So I didn't need to have a high school diploma to be able to go to Auburn. I had enough credits and University of Florida wouldn't take me without my high school diploma. So basically I went off for the year and when I realized, okay, I do not love it here, I'm moving back. But that was a big factor for me. It wasn't the educational component. I mean, that was Mm -hmm. fine. Yeah. It was it was the people. It just I wasn't I wasn't comfortable there. And then I came back and or came, you know, I lived in Gainesville in high school. So then I came back to University of Florida and made really good friends. Actually, one friend we're that I we travel with every year. I'm traveling. Actually, I'm traveling with her twice this year, once to Napa and we're going to Sweden this summer. So and she had the same kind of mindset. Like she and even stronger. Like she she's a partner at one of the big accounting firms. Like she's a she is a girl boss of girl bosses. She's amazing. And, you know, that's, I finally found like I was in the right place, but it's funny talking about, talking about college, but then going from college to, I want to say real life, it's a different version of real life. Like for you Mm -hmm. guys, when in college, yes, you worked some, but you're, 
our focus was for you to get a really good education and for you to be able to focus on your studies and be surrounded by people who really love you, right? Yeah. But, but when, and for some people, they have to be working full-time while in college to able to be able to make ends meet. And that, I think that just makes it so much more difficult. But you had to really, like, the focus was going to school. Yeah, I work because I need to for my resume rather than for money. Or if I, like, sometimes I babysit because I, I just need money. Yeah. She likes nice things. Yeah. And, but then the next step, the adulting piece. And I still remember saying to your brother, so after he finished college, he decided he was going to go back for a master's. And I said, are you sure you don't want to do a PhD? He's like, oh, it's way too long. I want to get on with my life. I want to get into the workforce. And even recently, he's like, adulting sucks. That does. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I told you. I was like, avoid it at all costs. Like, if you can stay in school for six more years, stay in school for six more years. I mean, that's not the right answer for everyone. But, you no. know, all of a sudden, it's this reality check. I mean, I think that is probably the hardest change where all of a sudden now, whether you're being financially supported by your parents or not, you're still really supported by your parents in so many ways. And that's an overgeneralization. Yeah. I know for a lot of people that isn't the case. But mm -hmm. let me just talk in the, in the case of my family. So when they have an issue, guess what? They still call me for, for me to figure it out. And then all yeah. of a sudden, you're now in the adult world and you have to be the one making, <clears throat> excuse me, all of the phone calls. You're figuring out your insurance. You're dealing with the electric company. You're doing all these things where that used to be mom's job. And all yeah. of a sudden, now they're having to figure it out. And they're like, this takes so much time. It sucks. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yeah. I Trust me. I know. I deal with it still every day. Yeah. Yeah. I hate it. And I'm not even there yet. The fact that I have to do laundry every single week. <laughs> God, it sucks. It like literally sucks because your hamper is actually never empty. Well, Okay, at our house when all six of you were home, I still do laundry almost every day. But when everybody was home, so when we had eight people in the house, I did laundry every day, probably four loads a day because between sports and school and whatever else they were doing, going in the pool, there was so much to do and it just was never ending. Yeah. And they were very fortunate in that I... I don't mind doing laundry. My mother loves to do laundry. I have. I don't even understand it. She loves to like, do she's laundry. Like not like the housewifey type. Like she does housewife things because that's the era she was raised in. But she also like literally was a doctor. So yeah, I think it it makes her feel like she's doing something for her family. I don't really. I don't quite get it honestly. But she I loves would literally rather do anything else except laundry. Yeah. Actually. You know what I hate is I hate grocery shopping. I don't I don't mind laundry so much. Sometimes I have to set like the dryer multiple times because I'll be like, oh, I don't feel like folding it right now. And then it gets all wrinkled. That's the yeah. other thing I told See, the that's kids. Where I was we like, differ. Yeah, you have uh, to take he, out the clothes he, when it's hot. Time, yeah, last time I was home, I took out the clothes and I put them in a bin so I could move my clothes in. Oh. She got so mad at me. I was like, all of my clothes in my closet are wrinkly. What does it matter? Who cares? It matters to me. You can do my laundry. Well, I did do your laundry. Well, you can come up and do it now. <laughs> no, I'm not going to. A day and a half to do laundry. Although in well, my head, I think I'm like, oh, well, if I if I had a washer dryer in unit, instead of having to go to the basement, I live on the first floor, um, I would do it so much more. Like, I wouldn't even hate it. Hey, you should talk closer to the microphone. It sounded better when you did that. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I mean, definitely having to go to a different location to do your laundry. Yeah, I'm it's, so it's miserable in the building. Yeah, if I honestly think if it wasn't in the building, like I would go and get my laundry done. One of my friends was talking about that today. And I was like, Oh, I didn't realize you did that. But if mine wasn't in the building, I would totally go and get it. Like I wouldn't go to a laundromat. I would give it to like a dry cleaning place to do. Yeah. 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 I don't, I don't mind. I, I mean, trust me, I don't love it, but it's one of the things that I, I don't mind doing. I don't, for some reason I hate grocery shopping. That to me is like the adulting thing that I don't like. And, and it's funny because during COVID, yeah, obviously we started using Instacart and I still have a hard time not using it. I mean, I know I don't ever get really what I want, but I feel like I go to the grocery store. When I shop, I go to the grocery store and I buy so much stuff that I don't need just because mm -hmm. like I see it. And I'm like, oh, I think I want that. I think I want that. But isn't that the Insta fun of grocery shopping? Yeah, but I never find it fun. So it doesn't really even matter. I'm just buying all this extra stuff and then it sits there and nobody eats it. I'm like, well, that was a waste. Today, I threw away a loaf of bread that nobody touched and it was completely moldy. I bought it four days ago and it's, oh, I know, I was like, that was literally like taking $5 and putting it in the trash. Things you think about as you become an adult, you don't oh, want to waste no, stuff. No, 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 no. I'm thinking about that too. Well, I'm, I'm probably thinking about it more than you're thinking about it. That's true because if it costs $5 and you only have six, you're definitely going to eat that thing and even, even if it's moldy. Yeah. <laughs> Just scrape it off. off. Just scrape it off. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, like going back to the whole change thing, I've, I've changed so much. Let me talk about careers for a second. So I started off when I went to college, I went to college for accounting and I have a master's in accounting. I'm a CPA. I worked as a CPA for two years. Three Didn't years. love it. Three years. I did Didn't. Oh, thank you. Thank you for doing that. It needs some updates. Uh, I didn't. And I didn't love it. I ended up, then I had Jacob. I ended up, we ended up moving to a horse farm and I started teaching horseback riding lessons. And then I ran a summer camp, all things that I love. Oh, I didn't know you ran a summer camp. Yeah. I created a horseback riding summer camp. That was really huh. fun. Yeah. And, and then we moved back to Florida and then I kind of like had to reinvent myself again. I'm a big believer that it's okay to change your mind. Like I know that when we commit to things and this is, this was always really big with the kids. And this was really big when I was growing up, mm -hmm. when you commit to something, you have to follow through. Okay. If you yeah, commit to a sport, you commit to a sport, you're going through it for the season. And I think we've kind of made, we kind of made all of you guys do that when you said you wanted to do something. I don't think we ever let you quit that kind of stuff. Oh, and maybe no. it's, maybe it's gone like even sideways where this year I would have, preferred if one of the kids quit the sport that they were doing because I just saw no value in it. It wasn't, it didn't work out the way it was supposed to, but they're like, I'm a leader. I have to stick with it. I was like, oh, you're better than me. I can tell you that. Yeah, but I agree. the idea of really changing your mind, it's, 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 it's good. Like that's how we move forward. How do we know what we want when we're 18 years old? We go off to college. I mean, I was 17. You go off to college, you have to pick a major. Some schools sooner than others, like even for Ari going off to school, like he's registered as business administration. Now you can change your mind, but that kind of affects how your 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 course schedule is going to go, right? Like, so it it's important that you do kind of pick what you're doing. And, but that's really hard. 
to to know what you want to do for the rest of your life when you're 18 years old, I think that is a lot to ask of kids because at 18, although you're considered an adult, you are still a kid. I don't understand how people can like have such specific majors or like already know what they want. Like that's I chose marketing because someone told me I'd be good at it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like it's broad enough. Like it's I'm getting a general business degree technically. Like, I don't know. People are like go business if you don't want to know if you don't know what you want to do. They that's terrible advice, actually. Business is like it business gets like hard. The slack of being easy. Yeah. And like some of the things are easy, but like some of it is really hard and like i struggle to understand it a lot of the financial stuff i do not understand um so i just like i don't know i think that the idea of choosing such a specific major at like i was what 16 when i was applying to colleges yeah it's it's a lot and we have these expectations and i say we as a general population that you have to know what you want to do now. And and then you see people living their lives and they're miserable because they hate what they're doing. And yeah. the problem is at a certain point, you're kind of stuck in what you're doing because in order to change, it's going to cost get, you a lot of money. Exactly. Or you have exactly. to give up your job and you have to find a new job. And it's just, it's hard. There's nothing easy about it. No. And But I am a big believer in that you shouldn't live your life miserably you should find something that you love to do i mean what do they always say that if you love what you do you never work a day in your life well okay i don't think that's really realistic i mean i do have people say that to me that they love what they do so much that they never feel like it's work but i i don't find that to be realistic i but i do think that we are capable as humans of figuring out things that we like to do in order to, and and make a living off of them instead of just focusing on doing what we've always known because change is hard yeah um it's just change is hard especially career-wise i don't know would you if you were making a certain amount every year but you want us to start over you'd have to get the baseline job with a lower salary and mm. for some people that's just not an option option i guess i don't know um I maybe I'll I'll probably change careers, but it's not going to be drastic. It's not going to be outside of the business realm, most likely. Although part of me does like I have so many different like things I want to do. I could go live in the woods for a little bit. <laughs> I talked to a, a old friend a couple days ago, and she said after her daughter finished school, she bought a camper and drives around the country with her camper behind her truck. And I don't know what how she makes a living. I mean, I'm sure she works odd end jobs at different places, but that's what she's doing right now. That's but kind I think of a vibe. Again, yeah, I mean, I think it's like there's so much pressure to you have to do this. You have to be successful. I mean, what does successful mean, right? I mean, to yeah, me, it's to different to everybody. Yeah, to me it's are you happy? I do you feel fulfilled? Do you are you excited to wake up in the morning or are you dreading the day? Like that to me is success because there's so many crazy things happening in this world. And if you wake up in the morning and you're dreading it, that that to me is, well, it hurts my heart because yeah, it should be better than that. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's very hard to change your career when you're set on your salary. And especially if you're raising a family and all of a sudden you're like, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. But I do see a lot of people who do make that change. And if they believe in themselves and they put in the work behind it, 
you see them being happy in the long run. Yes, some things don't aren't successful, but you got to be will- willing to take that step to make a change yeah. to, to begin with. And definitely not always. It's not. It's not for everyone. And it's yeah. That that in itself, that piece of change is is really stressful to to wonder if you're going to be able to move forward with something if you don't know if you don't have that security. Obviously, if you have plenty of money in the bank, change your mind. Do it 17 times. Yeah. It doesn't matter. But yeah, I think financial security is what holds a lot of people back from um, any sort of major change. But and there's just like no easy way to really fix that either. No, there isn't an easy way to fix it. But you know what I've what I've seen for some people is what is that okay, their job is fine. Like they don't feel satisfied or they don't, you know, they don't have satisfaction from their job. But then instead of changing their job, they take on a volunteer role that they feel passionate about. And that can be life changing too. I think that is something that people should consider that, hey, okay, so I'm the breadwinner of the family. I can't quit my job. I can't change my mind right now. But let me find something else that I can add in that kind of gives me that satisfaction that I'm looking for. And there's so many volunteer organizations that you can jump in with that really, I mean, it fills your cup. Like there's so much that you can do there. I think I just, and I've watched you and dad change a lot too. I think, especially in the beginning of you, because I mean, I've watched you go through, you know, three younger kids and kind of remember the older ones. But in terms of you can't necessarily find that balance in the beginning of work and home and then mm-hmm. add an extra hobby on top. But you also can't just like live your life working in for your kids. And I mean, that's what your entire book and speech, all of the things that you like advocate for are women finding themselves like, are you feeling, I don't know, trapped in what you're doing or just stuck? Like you shouldn't have to give your entire life. You should have time for yourself. And I think it's too important to be ignored like to have that alone time to have that time for a passion that you truly love like yeah you love us mom but like it's you can you you need to get fulfillment from another way that's just not your kids yeah i mean self-care is not selfish self-care Mm-mm. is so important and you know it's funny when i climbed kilimanjaro i was gone for two weeks and the whole family was super supportive of it there was Nobody was like, oh, you can't do it. Everybody was like, okay, this is really cool. I remember being on a podcast a couple of years ago and the woman said to me, don't you think leaving your family for two weeks is kind of selfish? Like your husband, he works full time and he had to pick up everything else as well. I was like, I've never thought of self-care as selfish before. So no, I don't think so. I think it's- I really don't like that question. (laughs) And I said, "I, I, you know, I think for my kids to be able to see that it's important to take time for yourself. And if you're passionate about something and you really want to do something, you should do it. It's so important that we don't lose ourselves to, trust me, I lo- I have six kids. I love being with my kids. I love yeah. learning from my kids. But at the end of the day, in three years, I could potentially be an empty nester. Do I want to be the person walking around the Wait, house? Why did wondering- you just say potentially? Because you never know when someone's going to come back. I say yeah. it that way so I don't set myself up for failure. It's it's Fair a, it's a okay. better way to do it. Okay, you know? okay, okay. Like I could potentially sleep eight hours tonight. That makes me feel good about myself. So, <laughs> <laughs> but it's that whole idea of that when 
everybody's out of the house. Yeah. Do I want to be walking around the house and like, what do I do with myself? What do I do with myself? I don't know what to do with myself. Or do I already want to have things in play for what I love? And that's why I've been doing what I do because I I don't want to completely lose myself. And we see a lot of women who really lose themselves and then all of a sudden the kids are gone and they don't know what to do. And that's why I think it's so important, whatever you do, whether it's a volunteer work, whether you're back out in the marketplace doing something that you really want to do, take time for yourself. And I mean, and if your partner is calling you selfish, I think that's like a problem that you truly need to communicate on um, for taking time to them yourself. Like that's like a, that's a, that's like not something you can just like ignore. Like, you're going to lose yourself as a person if you don't take time for yourself. And no one wants that to happen because everyone is here for a reason. I have I have friends whose spouses don't like when they go do other things without them. And I just disagree with that. I just and I think, you know, both both Rob and I agree that you have to have your time. You have to, yeah. you know, do things that you love. He gets less of that than I do, honestly, because of how much he works. But again, he actually loves what he does. He loves operating. Everything. He loves being in well, the he operating loves, Yeah, room. he loves operating. He doesn't yeah. love customer service. Um, no, but he's, he's learning. But he's yeah, learning, he, but he you know, that's operating. the hard part, but he loves operating. He loves the patient care part. He really does. And so he's kind of, filling his cup by the work he does as well beyond just the family stuff or yeah because it's like a little game when you think about it operating it's like pieces to a puzzle yeah right he's very makes sense to him yeah but yeah i think it i i'll say it a million times that we have to take time for ourselves we have to figure out really what we want to do and and stop doing things because people tell us this is what we should be yeah i mean that even goes back to my mom so how she grew up, she was supposed to be the person who cooked, cleaned, and and she you know she knows how to sew. She could sew anything. She used to sew my clothes when I was little. But she made that choice that she wanted to be a doctor, right? And she, yeah, it wasn't easy. You know, for years she was paid less than her male counterparts. She was told that she was working in a man's world, and her voice didn't matter. She went to medical school in 1961. There were five women in her class out of 120 students. So that tells you how difficult it was, but she didn't back down. She, and I think that like when I go to the laundry and stuff like that, I think she feels like that's something really nice that she's doing for her family. Like the same when she cooks, like it's not, it's not like like a a gift requirement. And it's not an obligation. And I think, I think it's especially like important for women though, to be able to experience that change because so much like, I mean, everything is changing and I don't want to discount a man's experience of hating his job or anything. But in the end of the day, like, like women need change as well. And if you're like stuck at, not like stuck at home with the kids, because I know that like some women love to do that, but Mm. that in the end of the day, like not being able to talk to adults like all day. I think yeah. that would that would really suck for me. Um, like, and it's just like raising kids is a full time job in itself. And I think a lot of women are expected to take care of like the household besides just their kids. And I I don't even know like like I'm so glad that I'm not a mother right now after nannying. Like, and I I at first I yeah. was a little bit judge. I'm not gonna lie though. I was gonna I was a little bit judgmental. I was like, you both parents are home. Granted, one of them is working remotely. I don't understand why you need me here. 
But I do understand why you'd need me here when you have two kids that are like a year and a half apart. Like it's exhausting. Like you can't be in two places at once, even inside your house. Yeah. I mean, you you need, again, never judge anybody. You can never walk a day in their shoes. And you need some time for yourself no matter what. And some time for yourself might be that you are going to go take a bath. The kids go to bed and you're going to go take a bath and you're going to have that alone time. Whatever you need, you got to do it for yourself because life is too short and things get too stressful. But we have to remind ourselves of these things. We can't just take them for granted and we can't take the people in our our lives for granted. That's the other thing is that when you're in a relationship, it, it goes it works both ways, right? Like mm-hmm. you have to support each other. I think that's why we've been able to stay married for 30 years. Plus he's very patient, um, <laughs> as am I. But I think that it's that understanding of that. I need, there's certain things that I need, which is like going to hang out with my friends or taking a trip with you guys now that you're grown up, like those kinds of things yeah. that it doesn't have to be every single person in our family has to come along. It's it's like, okay, this I these think, are the things that I feel like I need right now. And I think I was thinking back like why I feel so bonded to my family because I am the kind of person I like literally get so sad when I don't see them for a while. Like I literally get so sad. It's gross. That's why she's doing the podcast with me so she can see my face at least <laughs> once a week. <laughs> uh, but like I think one of the reasons we are so close is that like it's not just a family connection. I have individual connections to all my siblings and both of my parents. And I think that majority of my siblings would say the same. If not all of them, all of them might not because they're really stubborn. No, I think they would actually. Even Millie today was saying, oh, you know, how nice would it have been if I were a little bit older or the girls would have been a little bit younger so that we could actually like hang out during. Oh, I completely agree. I think about this all the time. Like I wish that Millie was around my age like it just would have been not easier growing up but like because it was fine growing up but it's just like now she's like becoming a whole adult and I'm over here at college yeah although I was talking to my aunt the other day and she's like when is Millie gonna come up and visit I was like is she's gonna have to like say goodbye to the dogs for a weekend that's never gonna happen no, she'll do it. She'll do it. She, I think, I think she's building herself up for it. She was more worried about. It. I was like, you can do the, the Delta unaccompanied minor thing, and and they'll walk. I can walk you to the gate, and I, she's more afraid about the travel thing. So yeah, but I think, but if, I think like, she's if, gonna do it. I think she's gonna do it. I'm excited. So, like yeah. I don't. It's like I have an individual relationship and a connection to all my siblings, and um, I I really I love that, and maybe they all couldn't say the same, but. At least I have the glue that will hold us all together in the end of the day. Yeah, um, I, I think they will say the same, but okay, kid, our time is up. I know. Takeaways. I know that one, that one went by fast. Takeaways. We we added a lot of topics onto the chain. Yeah, thing, but, but I you think know, it just, that's it all, how podcasts go. It all, how podcasts it all came go. together. It all yeah. came together. So um, takeaways. Change is hard, but Do necessary. You, and make sure you take time for yourself. I mean, yep. especially when changes are happening, I think it's so important that you take that time and ask yourself what you want to be doing. And again, I'm not saying go out and quit your job. I'm saying, you know, maybe you could go volunteer somewhere that you would really, you know, feel fu- get fulfilled from and that would yeah. be something that you would really enjoy. So good to go. Good to go. Okay, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us. We will see you next time on our next episode. Have a great day. Bye.